Welcome to our 44th episode of Breaking Bread with C. My name is Celeste Mundu. I am your host on this podcast by Relentless Pursuit. Last time we spoke about um, calling deception by name and some of the things that as believers we have to take responsibility for. Um, when you have heard the word of God, it's so important that you come to the understanding and that it does not stop there. It does not stop there. Like the degree to which you know is the degree to which you will be judged. And I don't want to place God in that place of, 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 of mere judge, you know, like he is a right judge and judgment definitely will come and is near. But it's important to keep ourselves in his love. I think Jude writes it. And verse 20 says that you may keep yourselves in the love of God. So there is a way that a man understands that in the love of God, everything that he can ever desire is going to be catered for and not just given to him, but it's going to be given within the constraints of freedom that God has designated for us. It's going to be given to him with purity. It's going to be given to him with the intention to prosper him. And so when you understand that the more you listen to the word of God, number one, it's supposed to accomplish a work in you. And after it has accomplished the work in you, it places a demand on your spirit to let the others that are perishing come to know as well. So it does not necessarily have to be that you stand on the pulpit. You do not have to sing in the choir. You do not have to be a nusher at church to feel a responsibility to minister. All those roles are important. But even at home, as a mom, as a sister, as a friend, as a neighbor, as a co-worker, as anything that you can do to let somebody hear the word Jesus. Because some are perishing because they don't know. Some are perishing because the gospel was too complicated for them. Where they first heard it, people complicated it. And they complicated it because they didn't understand it themselves. And so you have been given the grace to understand certain things. Even if you have one scripture that you cling on to. If God has given it to you as a revelation and it has manifested with fruit in your life. Use that scripture scripture make it the message of your life but let it never be said of you that you kept quiet that you worshiped God in the silence of your room in the intimacy of who you are and then you kept it in your heart because there is a fire that comes with this knowledge you have acquired and if this fire does not provoke you to do something then you are not burning by the right fire um, so today I want to engage us into a conversation on what keeps us, by what confidence 
can I say I will not fail? By which confidence can I say my ministry will grow, it will increase, it will prosper? By what confidence can I say it is a desire in my heart to be a mom and so I will bear children? By what confidence do I say that my end is good and it is of God? It is generally something that not many people are bold enough to um, come to and speak with their mouth because they're like, oh, what if I say it and it doesn't work? What if I declare it and then it does not come to pass? Well, I want you to know that God does not count slowness as we do. He's simply patient with us that none should perish. For example, if you desire to have a car, but you can't drive. Obviously, God is not going to give you a car because that car might kill you since you can't drive. You might desire a car and then you have a driver who is assigned to driving you um, for as long as possible. But God, but God's intention is that maybe you get into that car and you are able to go and preach the gospel in different areas without having the hindrance of someone telling you they can't give you a ride. That's just a simple example that came off head. But there are many other areas in which God seems like he's delaying, but in reality, he's preparing us. And if we get into that, I might be here for the rest of the day or the night for you. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I'm going to read from Jude. Um, Jude is a wonderful minister uh, of the gospel, and he's a servant of Jesus Christ, and he's a brother. Um, And he writes, he just has one simple chapter, and it goes all the way to about 25, 24 verses. And he simply writes in verse 22 of the first chapter, and on the same have... um, have 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 compassion making a distinction but others save with fear pulling them out of the fire hating even the garment defiled by the flesh verse 24 now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to god our savior who alone is wise be glory and majesty dominion and power both now and forever amen so be it so jude is saying that first of all speaking like i was saying just a few minutes ago sharing the word is having compassion if you have not come across a scripture that truly truly hits you in the heart as a revelation as a personal thing for you to hold on to that if I came and woke you up at 3 a.m. in the morning, that is the first scripture that would come to your mind if I asked. And you would be able to explain it, to give examples about it from the kitchen to um, to the bedroom, to the bathroom. Any tool you can use to explain or express what this scripture has done in your life would come easy 
because you have been made one you've been made a witness of that scripture by what it has accomplished in your life so compassion is getting to a point where you feel like you want anyone you have an opportunity to interact with to experience this thing that you have experienced once you came in contact with this scripture the bible says that you are having compassion and making a distinction you know you are saving another you're pulling them out of the fire you are hating the garment defiled by the flesh you're hating a way of life that is informed by satisfying the flesh by satisfying the lust of what we want in this world but not just that he says to him who is able to keep you so when i say i cannot fail when i say um there are people who do not minister and yet they have the giftings they have the calling but they stop looking at god in that moment and they focus on eh, but you know i did a lot of things before i got saved what if somebody comes out and talks about something that happened in the past that i have forgotten look god does not hold anything that you have repented and that he has forgiven it's as good as clean it's as good as you never did it and so if he has forgiven you it is your responsibility to receive that forgiveness and to walk as one who has been forgiven because if you do not receive it then of course the enemy will use it to torment you to make you lack peace in that order so there are men and women who are paralyzed who cannot testify of the goodness of God in their lives because they feel like once I am exposed them out there then everything that i do everything that i say is going to be scrutinized it's going to be examined and people are just going to be fault finding someone who has received that peace who is who is um lavish it themselves in the presence of the lord and who understands that it is not by power it is not by might but it is by the spirit of the lord that enables them to will and to do good they will testify if they make a mistake they will come before their lord they will repent and they will dust themselves off and keep going you know you cannot you're still human you're still a hundred percent human being but you are walled to wall with the holy spirit that's why he's called the helper that's why the journey of sanctification is a journey it's progressive it does not stop until christ returns and so mistakes will be there uh, you will err in certain ways and god will still pick you up when you allow him when you repent and come back into his presence when you that it's so important that you learn how to mourn in the presence of god you learn how to grieve in the presence of god if you have made a mistake and then you have godly sorrow and you feel very grieved in your heart 
have that moment in the presence of God because anything you do outside of that presence that touches on correction, that touches on exposing and revealing certain things in your heart and you do it outside of the presence of God, then you are prone to being um, tormented by the enemy with the very thing, accusing you. Remember, the Bible calls him the accuser of the brethren. It's not Christ who accuses you. It's not God who accuses you. But when you are willing to repent, it is important that that repentance and the product of that repentance happen in the presence of God, in the keeping of God, in the protection of God. And so Jude tells us that he is the one who is able to keep us from stumbling and to present us faultless. So when I say I cannot fail, I am simply saying that there is a power at work in me that is perfect, that is excellent, that is pure, and that's the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I, as an individual, I yield myself to that power, then I allow it to have these products of what it is, like the purity, the, the, the optimism, the confidence, the assuredness that I will end well because I am kept by God. That is the power of the Spirit. I am putting a demand on that Spirit. I am reminding God of what he said. I am telling the Lord, you said that I am a masterpiece, that I'm your righteousness to reveal, that I am, I am, I am that instrument of your glory that you're going to use, that vessel through which you will display your glory. And so the demand is not on me as a man who can fail. I am transferring that glory to the Lord. And it allows me not just to be bold and to and to speak about the Lord and to share the goodness of God in my life, but to also enjoy salvation. It allows me to live a life that understands that even if I make mistakes, my God is big enough to correct me, to redirect direct me, to um, forgive me, and to show me the right way. And as long as I am yielded, then that will work well for me. And it will work well for my brothers and sisters whom I will share this testimony with in case they are in a place where they need one to pull them out of the fire. And so I felt it important. I felt it Um, very strongly in my heart to tell you that if you are seated in one corner and you feel like you're not able to share the goodness of God, the testimony, you want to be saved in secret, you want to um, get your baptism in secret, you want to just be that believer who's working on themselves and that's all. This is not what we are called to do. Loving one another is also sharing with another. The Bible calls it having compassion on another. And that is the only way that you can show true love to another person. It's by telling them the good news. Because this word in itself, it has the power to set free. It has the power to direct. It has the power to deliver. It has the power to teach. It has the power to exhort. Literally, someone sits and you you wonder 
where is this glow coming from it's not the makeup it's not what you're wearing doesn't matter how well you look how good you smell but there is another glory another glow that comes with the peace that jesus gives the steadfastness the assuredness that your end is good and it is of god and i just want to challenge you make a plan resolve in your heart that it will be said of you that when men encountered you there was something about your countenance those that don't have the language for it will will call it an energy and whatever the secular world wants to call it but those who know will know that it's the person of Jesus that is manifested in your life and he is perfect enough to bring that to the surface through us and he is humble enough to reveal to to move to do things through us and this treasure is in earthen vessels that the sufficiency will be of Christ that the excellence of power will be of him and so friends it's important that you carry this mentality that it is God who keeps you plan and plan big plan large plan a plan long because you're not the one who keeps yourself you know i like to tell people that um i have i will i will give my bibles to like my great grandchildren and i am crazy like that i'm going to take my bible i'm going to write a note at the back or at the front and i'm going to address it to my children and my children's children because when i'm planning in my mind i am planning as someone who will see them i'm planning as someone who will have the opportunity to give it to them i'm writing in my journal as someone who will have an opportunity to give it to them. and tell them this is how I fought my battles these are the ways in which God came through for me with dates with hours with times and and where I'm writing from and I have that confidence that really if I had read these things in my early years of salvation I would have been encouraged and I thank God for the generous that went ahead of us the 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 men and women of god who served and god um god used them as his very vessels mightily i thank god for books of people like um kenneth hagin um the catherine colmans the people who have been there before us charles finney all these guys they have testimonies it's those books their prints you read it and you feel like you are stirred to the body to the mind and soul and flesh and you're like my goodness if this can happen with someone then i want it in my life and you start to cast a vision in your mind because one man cared to document the power and the excellence of that very power moving through the vessels of the lord and you are able to see that you're not just reaching for random ideas but you're reaching for things that have existed that have been done before and then christ himself tells you greater works shall you do And so um plan long plan large and keep in mind that you are kept of God it is he who strengthens you when you make a mistake make the mistake and come back in the presence of the Lord repent 
and sit there. Allow him to walk it through you. Many people think that the silences of God, those moments where there's nothing extravagant happening in your in your world, like um, you can spend a week where there is nothing supernatural that per se that has happened and then you feel like, oh, I feel like God is far. I feel like God is not uh, speaking to me in this moment. You can learn to, to enjoy or even endure. I know enjoy can be pushing it too far, but enduring those moments, trusting that the worlds that are framed, they start in the spiritual realm. So even if you cannot see it with your eyes, even if there is nothing extravagant that's happening that you can see or touch or feel or smell there is a work that's being done in you there is a way that your spirit is being enlarged to receive more to contain more and to express god to the best of its ability and learn to be comfortable enduring those moments asking the lord to open your eyes to what he is doing even if you can't feel it you cannot relate with God from a place of feelings only that is missing the mark so I encourage you to know confidently confidently steadfastly that you are kept of God your end is good and it is of God it is well for you and you will finish well just continue to do whatever you do in the presence of the Lord if you make a mistake, repent, come back in the presence of the Lord. If you're discouraged, if you have confessed wrong, if you have believed and fainted along the way, confess, come back in the presence of the Lord and know that he is the one who keeps you. And everywhere that we fail, it's most likely that we have tried to rely on our own strength at one point or another. But he's the one who keeps us and he keeps us well. And because he neither sleeps nor slumbers, he never fails. He never authors evil. So shall it be for you because as he is, so are we in this world. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this word and I thank you that it is well for us. I thank you that you have predicted, written, and secured our end. And I know that we will arrive well as long as we remain tethered to you who is the source of life. I thank you for the gift of Jesus who perfects everything in and through us. And I thank you, Lord, for your humility that you desire to show yourself through us as your vessels that the excellency and the glory may return to you i thank you for every single one who is listening to me in this moment who has felt cornered by the enemy who has felt like whatever they have done said or wherever they have fa failed um that it's something that you hold against them the bible says that you winked at our years of ignorance you don't hold it against us you let it go, Lord. So give strength in the hearts of whoever needs it to let go of those offenses, to let go of that self-condemnation because you don't condemn us. I thank you, Lord. I thank you that you have done it. I thank you that you hear me when I pray. It is so and cannot be otherwise in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. 
Amen. Thank you for listening through. Remember, you are kept of God. It is well for you. It is well for your family. Speak life to those who are and those who are yet to come. Speak life. See you. You are blessed.